From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton for Thursday, September the 23rd, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. Love to hear your feedback. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Of course, you can always get us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else, but uh, feel free to call or email us too. Coming up on today's show... We find out who floats duct tape boats. Stockton Tweeps are invited to Stockton Tweet Up number three. The Stockton Oktoberfest on the Miracle Mile that's happening next week. And an interview with Jeff Gamboni, president of Stockton Beautiful. Conference and Visitors Bureau coming to you from the historic waterfront warehouse in downtown Stockton with your Stockton Weekend Activities Guide. Well, if you didn't hear, it's the last few days of Stockton Restaurant Weekend. It ends on Saturday, September 25th, so go out there and enjoy one of our great events and also dine at one of our great restaurants participating in Stockton Restaurant Week. Uh, on Saturday, the symphony has the second performance of its first classic series, Heroism, Heroism with Heart. Uh, violinist Elena Yaristi is out there performing at the Atherton Auditorium. Of course, Friday night is Snoop Dogg at the Arena, and Saturday night is Ralphie May at the Bob Hope Theater. And in Lodi, if you like wine, Taste of Lodi is Sunday, September 26th. That's a not to miss. Carrie Underwood, Country Sensation, comes to town next week. And coming up, just mark your calendar, next week also is Oktoberfest on the Miracle Mile, and that's on September 30th, and then Stocktoberfest, the Downtown Stockton Alliance's celebration of Oktoberfest is in Downtown Stockton on October 9th. For more information on great local events, check out visitstockton.org, and until next time, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton. Well, welcome back to a, another episode of Podcast Stockton and uh, Rod. Welcome back again. Thanks, thanks for coming back. You know, yay! It's two in a row. This might be a streak. This is a a, a streak <laughs> after many months. A streak. I, I wasn't sure if you were coming back. Uh, you know, I couldn't stay away. <laughs> so, uh, just to start off, to start off this episode. Um, you know, first let me say I got a tweet today. Um, I was checking my at replies, and and somebody named No Life spelled with numbers. Um, just, I don't know who this person is. I don't follow him, but just tweeted me and said, Stockton sucks. Awesome. That's it. Just Stockton sucks. Awesome. Thank you. No life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, all I have to say is, you know, after this, after this first segment, there's no way you can say Stockton sucks. I, I'm just going to say that. So, so Rod, when you think of cardboard and duct tape, what do you think of? I think of a great time with a lot of, uh, beverages consumed. A lot of beverages consumed? Well, I'm not going to go into depth and say which kind of beverages. I'll let your imaginations run around with that. But cardboard and duct tape sounds like something you need to imbibe in a lot of uh, 
fun beverages to have fun with. <laughs> well, um, on uh, Friday, October 1st, uh, starting at 2.30, um, University of the Pacific will once again play host to the annual Cardboard Regatta. Um, and uh, if you've not seen one of these, this is the, um, the challenge where students... Uh, competing on 40 different teams will try to build a boat and swim across the pool using nothing but cardboard and duct tape. Awesome. Can you imagine? Have Have you ever seen one of these live? I've never seen one of those live. It kind of reminds me of uh, the competitions that we used to have, the quiz kid competitions back in uh, grade school. I don't know if many of you guys out there listening ever participated in those quiz kid competitions, but they would give you like... It was almost a MacGyver type situation. They'd put you in a pen, uh, a concentration camp. They'd give you a a uh, paper clip, a rubber band, and a soda pop top, and they'd say, "Okay, get yourself out." So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that type of situation. But um, no, it, it does sound like fun. I mean, you got to make a boat. You got to make something that actually floats out of duct tape and cardboard. Yeah. So, 160 engineering and computer science um, students, um, like I said, competing on 40 teams. We'll uh, we'll try to try to build their best boat um, using nothing other than cardboard and duct tape. They can use paint um, and they can design their um, their boat, but they can't um, uh, they 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 can't use any other fasteners or any other you know they they can't use a boat and just wrap it in duct tape. They they have to actually build a boat, a legitimate duct tape and cardboard structure. Yeah, and they have to. Um, uh, you know they're they're graded on a few things. They're graded on the design, um, including the you know the aesthetics. You know what does it what does it look like, um, the functionality and the time taken to complete the course. I wonder how many would actually compete or you know complete the course. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Other than, you know, if there wasn't a limit on the amount of duct tape, I would just think, you've got to you've just got to wrap that thing so full of you know wrap it completely around with duct tape and and hope that you. Don't leak. Well, I would say that a good probably 65% of it has to be duct tape. I mean, really, if you think about it, that's what's going to hold it together. And and you would almost have to build the entire structure out of duct tape first. Because you've seen these the clothes and stuff that's made out of duct tape. They People have made some amazing things with duct tape. I mean, if you don't think so, just Google it yourself. There's, a, there's some duct tape wizards out there. But uh, And the boat's got to hold two people, too. So it's not like you can make... A little, uh, a little row, row, row your boat type thing, and say, "Hey, look, it floats." You got to actually hold two adults. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and, and going from clothes to a boat, that's uh, that's a little bit of a stretch. Well, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that you got to get two people. Yes. Um, two people in there, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that certainly is um, uh, has to make it more difficult if you actually have to haul people. And, and get across the pool. But um, we'll, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, of course, at podcaststockton.com to uh, where you can get the information on the Pacific website. And also there's a great video from 2009's event um, showing some of the, uh, the skills that these guys had in putting together their boats and trying to get across the water. Um, and, uh, of course, if, if you're out there, and would uh, definitely encourage you to shoot some video and uh, put it up on YouTube. We'd love to see it. Um, I don't think I'll be able to go out there. It starts at 2.30 on uh, Friday, and the uh, the races begin at 4 p.m. That's uh, that's next week. Um, but, yeah, definitely got nothing else going on that afternoon. Um, go out there. Take the kids out there. It should be interesting to see um, what these uh, engineering and computer science students do with nothing but cardboard and duct tape. 
And I tell you what, if, if anybody can do it, engineering kids should be able to, right? You should be able to send a bunch of kids out there that are going to start building the world and, uh, and have them build duct tape and cardboard. Because if they can do that, then they can build the Sistine Chapel any day, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh, once again, that's uh, Friday, October 1st at uh, University of the Pacific. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast, Stockton Sports Update. This week, I am live in the Centennial Square Studios in San Francisco. After a disappointing first half of the season, the Stockton Ports really picked it up in the second half. They finished the season 43-27. They won the Cal North League, but unfortunately, they stalled in the first round of the single-A playoffs. But congratulations nonetheless to the Stockton Ports on a great season. They made the playoffs. And Rod Gomez had his very first season as the MC for the Stockton Ports. So congratulations, Rod, on your first year as the MC for the Stockton Ports. And hopefully it is the first of many years. He did it! He did it! Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game! Maybe I can give Kate Hudson a call. Dallas Brayden update! As of Friday, September 24th, the Oakland A's are not in a good position to make the playoffs. The Texas Rangers' magic number is four, and the A's and the Rangers continue a four-game series that will end on Sunday. Even with the perfect game, Dallas Braden did not have a great year this year. He spent some time on the disabled list. He was up and down after throwing the perfect game. But another start he can put in his back pocket, as memorable, is the start he had on Thursday against the Texas Rangers. Dallas Braden pitched eight innings. He struck out seven batters. And he gave up no runs and only one hit. An infield single by Texas Rangers outfielder Nelson Cruz was the only blemish by Dallas Braden in the A's 5-0 victory, and Dallas got his 10th win of the season. Dallas will make two more starts, and they will both be on the road. So you have seen the last of Dallas Braden as far as pitching in Oakland. Dallas, have a good offseason, and please build on that perfect game you had on that memorable Mother's Day. Only three weeks away from the Stockton Thunder beginning their regular season. Tickets on sale at StocktonThunder.com or call their ticket office. That is your podcast, Stockton Sports Update. I'm Will Tuckerman, live in the Centennial Square Studios in San Francisco. Now let's send it back to the Outback Studio. It is where the people that tweet meet. Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah, I just came up with that like five seconds ago. Right now, it just it just came to your head. The people that tweet where they meet. It is the Stockton Tweet Up. It will be Stockton Tweet Up number three, and uh, it will be at the Lexington. So uh, everybody get ready for it. Mark your calendars. Heck yeah, on uh, September 29th. Yeah, I'll let you do that. Um, <laughs> uh, starting at 545. Um, that is next Wednesday. So, um, you know, of course, we've talked a lot about uh, the Tweet Up on this show and uh, a lot of our 
A lot of our listeners follow us on Twitter and also on Facebook. But if you are one of those that um, do not tweet, but you do the Facebook or whatever, or you're just Twitter curious, um, I think we've used that term yeah, before. It's one of our favorite um, terms on the show. If you are Twitter curious, then uh, come out to the Stockton Tweet Up. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. We'd love for you to um, enjoy and, uh, and have a drink and show the Lexington that uh, we support them. As uh, they just got their liquor license back um, as the uh, newly reopened bar thing at uh, Lexington. But uh, I'm excited to be down there. Um, we uh, we had a f- our first two tweet-ups were, were pretty successful. Had a lot of fun at both of those. And this one I'm super excited to be at the Lexington because I've only been there once before. It was at a private event, a wedding. Um, but uh, this should be this should be a lot of fun to have the... Uh, the, the Twitter crew down there and, and looking at the uh, folks that have already RSVP'd, lots of usual suspects, a couple of folks that have not been out to one of our previous two tweet-ups. So hopefully we see some more faces. Um, and uh, if you've not been down to the Lexington, this is a this is a great time to uh, check it out. Rod, have you, have you been down there? To the Lexington? Yeah. Oh, I'd say one or two times. Sure. Well, I know you work like right next door, but... Um. <laughs> no, yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been there several times. I actually went there for... A uh, lunch a couple of times. Uh, this was before the bar had their uh, liquor license taken away. But uh, again, it was, I ate in their restaurant. Uh, I was in their grand hall a little while back. I've been there a few times. It is a very nice place to to hang out. And it's a, it's a great tweet up atmosphere because uh, it's well lit for one. And uh, I mean, not to say that, you know, not having it well lit is, is bad, but <laughs> you know, you get to see people's faces. You get to actually, you know, talk to them. It's uh it's huge. So, I mean, there's going to be a place for us to, to roam around a bit and graze because, you know, if you get too cramped in a space, then you just feel like you're hovering over people. But uh, we'll have plenty of room to, to, to meet up with different people and, uh, you know, lots and lots of room to spread our wings. And uh, good, again, good food. And now, not to say that soda's not good, but uh, thanks to the liquor license, great uh, beverages to enjoy as well. Yeah, so um, if uh, if you've not been out, of course, if you've been out there, then you know what to expect. Um, our tweet-ups are, it's just a gathering of uh, folks that uh, know each other or converse um, over Twitter, and it's a chance for us to uh, get together in real life, get uh, get out there eyeball to eyeball and um, introduce each other and meet or meet one another and, um, and have a good time. And, and uh, um, one of the things that folks have asked me that haven't been out to a previous tweet-up, they just say, well, you know, what the heck do you do? And I just say it just considered a meetup and then they then they kind of get it but it's just a just a chance to to hang out um last last time tweet up 2 we had some some good door prizes we we're still working on uh seeing if we can get some door prizes for this time um but uh the only way to find out uh, and see if you can win some great door prizes is to come out um so there you go that's that's the big tease but uh yeah come out if you're even if you're twitter curious if you're uh, into f- into social media, um, social networking at all, then uh, definitely come out. Again, that is Wednesday, September 29th, Stock and Tweet of number three at the beautiful Lexington Plaza Waterfront Hotel. And uh, if you don't know where that is, um, welcome to Stockton because this must be your first day. <laughs> then, then you are, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so they're right next to the uh, Stockton Arena and um, Banner, Island. Uh, Banner Island Ballpark right there in downtown Stockton, right on the waterfront. So uh, 
Come out and hang out with us next week, and um, if you've not met me, then you'll be surprised that I actually don't look like a podcast Stockton logo. Uh, he And he does, actually, from where I'm sitting, but, it, you know, it may be different in the lighting. You know, I'm just saying. Hey, and don't let the uh, don't let the tweet-up part scare you again, like Matt said. There have been many people that have walked in, never touched Twitter a day in their life, walked out a proud tweet. So you, too, may get hooked. Yeah, Greg Barr did that, and then he stopped tweeting. But uh, <sighs> he did sign up at the very first tweet-up. So uh, come out and come out and say hello. This is Tim Quinn with Leadership Stockton, leadershipstockton.com, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. So uh, with October coming fast and furious around the corner, I can't believe we're almost in October, um, but with October right around the corner, that can only mean one thing, right? Yes. Beer, brats, polka, lederhosen. Is it lederhosen or lederhosen? Later. Later, Hosen. Oh, okay. Get it right. Especially with Oktoberfest coming around their bend. I don't know. I always thought it was Leader Hosen, but Nah, later. Later Hosen. I don't know what any of it is. All I know is that <laughs> Oktoberfest means beer. And yes. uh the first of a couple of Oktoberfest celebrations um is coming up. Um the first one, Thursday, September thirtieth, from six to nine on the Miracle Mile. Um the site of a lot of cool stuff going on as of late, but um yeah, we went to this one last year. Yes, I think we did. you and I uh, both did. Um, and uh, it was a good time. I think it's the same same footprint as last year. So it's Pacific Avenue between Cleveland and Castle. Down on the Miracle Mile, there will, of course, be beer. There will, of course, I assume, be brats. Oh, yeah. Uh, tons of other food. And um, there's uh, schnitzel. Some, uh, what, what's schnitzel? Schnitzel is uh, breaded pork. Oh, you know your German food. Hey, I well, first of all, my uh, in-law, my mother-in-law is German, so I kind of know that. She's very German. Yeah, very, very German. I've met your mother-in-law. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's uh, She strikes me as being the typical German woman. Close to 30 years in the States, and she still has not lost the accent. So Yeah, she's very thick German yeah, accent. I'm, I'm very hip on, on the German scene from, but from that aspect, but... Uh, when I was in the when I was in the service, I took Oktoberfest pretty seriously. There was uh, some really good, you know, knockdown, drag out Oktoberfest celebrations while I was in the service. So were, were you ever in Germany? No. Well, I was for what is it, three hours in the airport. I was laid over on my way to Afghanistan in Germany, so I I only got to roam around the airport. So didn't really get to soak in much of the culture there. Oh man. But uh, yeah, but they had some pretty good pretty good Oktoberfest, and I've. I have uh, polkaed the night away many a many a night uh, over the course of my service years. Well, you didn't polka last. I don't remember seeing you polka last year. No, last year was a polka free, but I did enjoy the uh, the polka music and especially the accordion provided by uh, one of my good old friends, Mike Truco, who's going to be back again doing the accordion with uh, with his uh, Steve Truco too. I think that's his father. So yeah, you'll have some accordion music and and maybe even a tuba or two here and there. So you uh, you went to you went to high school with this guy. I went to high school with Mike Truco. Yes, I did. And he plays the accordion. He plays the accordion. I did not know that back then, but and to tell you the truth, we have something in common because I actually did play for a polka band uh, for for a brief time when I was in the military. Was, Rod, you never cease to amaze me. Well, it was fun. What, I, what was your uh, what was your primary instrument in the army? I was a baritone player. Baritone, okay. A euphonium, if you want to get technical with it, but yeah, band so I, geek. <laughs> so I played baritone for a polka band. Uh, so we we actually did a few uh, a few Oktoberfest celebrations. It was fun, fun fun music to play too. Wow! So there will uh, there will be some dancing um, and uh, live entertainment by the Golden Gate Bavarian Dance Club. 
Um, there'll also be a, a kid zone um, and uh, other, there'll be some demonstrations um, from uh, Bikram Yoga and um, Morse Karate, uh, Zumba Salsa. We saw them out at uh, Miracle Mile Night and uh, Discovery Martial Arts and uh, Pacific's Dancers as well. So looks like a, a, a good night um, Thursday, September 30th out on the Miracle Mile. Um, German food. Uh, there's a chalk festival too, um, and I, I caught I caught wind of this uh, just a little right right before we started recording. But uh, there's a chance um, for um, people and uh, and business owners in Stockton to sponsor a square on the ground, and um, some kids will come out and and draw. Either they'll draw your business logo, or they'll draw whatever you want them to draw. Um, you just sponsor a square. But I think uh, the um, uh, deadline has already passed to get those all purchased. But uh, that'll be interesting. So. That's uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. out on the Miracle Mile um, Oktoberfest. And, of course, there's another Oktoberfest coming, um, downtown Stockton. And uh, that's um, that's after this one, and we'll talk about that in our next episode. But uh, are you going to go out to this one on the mile, Rod? Absolutely. I mean, if, if uh, again, this week is kind of di- next week's dictated by uh, one of my projects that I got going on, but should nothing get in that way, I will definitely be out there because, again, it's a family-friendly event, so I can bring the entire – yeah, I can bring the kids, the the wife, the in-law. We can all enjoy a little bit of German right here in Stockton, Germany as it is, right here in Stockton. And uh, I will I will take advantage of that. Yeah, I'll need you, uh, much like you did for the Korean food, I'll need you to walk me through, because I, I don't know, I, I know sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. Actually, I had some good sauerkraut, courtesy of Steelhoof the other night. Uh, oh, I saw that on Twitter. He brought yeah, you some sauerkraut. It was amazing. Um, yeah, that was another thing, too. Uh, back in... Uh, Back in the service, we we used to party at a bar called the Sportsman's Lodge, and they had the best schnitzel uh, that side of Tennessee. So, yeah, again, that whole place was was German to the core. So, yeah, I'll walk you through. You will not be uh, at a loss. Ah, very cool. All right, so hope to see you there, Oktoberfest on the mile, Thursday, September 30th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Prost. Oh yes, podcast doctor listeners, it's that time, it's that time again, time for me, your friend John Remington, to bring you the ads of the week. This week on ClawsFootings.com, check out all the awesome t-shirts we have for sale. Looking for baby clothes? We got it. Also check out the wonderful iPods and iPod Nanos right here on ClawsFootings.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website, and thank you for listening to Podcast Doctor. I'm here today with Jeff Gamboni, the president of Stockton Beautiful. Uh, Jeff, thanks for giving me a little bit of time today. Oh, you're welcome, Matt. So um, let's let's start off by um, talking about Stockton Beautiful. What is it, and uh, what's uh, maybe a little bit about its history? Stockton Beautiful is an organization of concerned citizens that have an interest in improving uh, the city of Stockton. Um, we we were founded in 1993 by Jerry Dunlap and Charles Lester who had an idea that in some very simple ways we could improve the appearance of our community. So uh, when you started off as a, um, were you getting um, local government support or were you just out recruiting members and volunteers? Tell me about how that started. Uh, They started with a small board of uh, actually about 24 prominent citizens who came to the table with lots of different ideas about ways that we could enhance our community and uh, 
all the work was done without um, uh, public support. It was all done through private donations. And we started out with actually quite a number of um, fundraisers to get some seed money together and uh, started delivering with one big project, which is the planting of thousands of acorns that were ultimately distributed to our community as, as uh, young oak trees. Wow. So um, in, in your history um, at Stockton Beautiful, or Stockton Beautiful's history, you guys have had the opportunity to work on a couple of, of um, large projects. One of them that uh, we talked about before was the Rose Garden at, at Victory Park. What can you tell me about that? That project uh, was our largest construction project to date. We worked with the city over maybe a five-year period to plan the construction of a traditional rose garden at Victory Park. That garden um, was developed as a, a collaboration with the Stockton Rose Society as a site for roses that would be suitable for our climate and that the Rose Society could um, use as a demonstration plot. The Rose Society comes to that site every January to do a demonstration of proper technique for pruning, and it's a garden that Stockton Beautiful um, pays to be maintained. The project was about a $250,000 project. Stockton Beautiful raised all of that amount of money uh, through a series of fundraisers and also oppor opportunities to sponsor various improvements such as uh, benches, arbors, and uh, other improvements there. And people continue to support it by sponsoring bricks are engraved with um, the names of loved ones or family members. Well, so to raise uh, $250,000 for an improvement at a park, um, did, uh, did, it, did it surprise you that uh, you guys were able to, to raise that much? Uh, it was quite a surprise. We are blessed with a number of, of really talented fundraisers in our group. We've been doing it for a number of years, but what, what really um, helped us was the sponsorship of, of individual elements within the park and also the donation of about $50,000 worth of um, design and engineering services by local architects and engineers and landscape architects. Okay, so um, you, you guys also did some work um, for the Coal School um, as well. What can you tell me about that? The Coal School site is a, is a really interesting uh, collaboration between students, teachers, artists, and landscape architects in our city. Uh, we were asked to design a, um, a memorial garden in the center of the school in an abandoned tot lot, and it was turned into a, a sunken garden paved with decking material that was, was recovered from their previous school site and includes the installation of um, ornamental tile work that was designed by um, and created by students in collaboration with their teacher, um, Lisa Cooperman. Okay, so um, your uh, your current membership, you said um, we talked beforehand, uh, is about four hundred. Are you still recruiting um, members, and and how can folks, um, what 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 kind of folks would find interest in joining this group? You know, every, every time we publish our newsletter, we're finding that we're getting more and more people who are wanting to become members for a, a rather small amount of money. People can make a contribution and, and help us in our endeavors. That newsletter is available um, online, actually, at stockdebeautiful.org. 
and we invite your listeners to uh, check out our newsletter and perhaps uh, consider becoming members of Stock the Beautiful. Okay, so it's, uh, it, it's fitting um, that you're the president of Stock and Beautiful because um, in, your, in your day job, if I can call that, you are a landscape architect. Um, for folks like me and the rest of our audience that may not know what a landscape architect is, um, help us understand that. I know that uh, the profession of landscape architecture is not widely known, but it actually has a rich history in the United States. It's actually considered to be an American um, profession because it was established in the um, in 1900 by um, Frederick Law Olmsted, who was the creator of Central Park, the, the major designer of Central Park. Prior to 1900, there was no such profession, and that was the year that um, Harvard University established the first program in landscape architecture in the United States and um, really started a, a whole worldwide movement for um, the improvement of public spaces and design of public spaces. So when we see uh, n- new building construction, um, you know, we, we think about the, the walls and the buildings and maybe even the parking lots, but there's another element to that. And that's, I guess, what, uh, what your company does is the exterior, all of the exterior landscape, right? That's exactly correct. Uh, while we're oftentimes not recognized uh, when projects are completed, depending on the scale of the project and the nature of the project, we may have a, a very important role in that. For example, we've been involved with the design of the um, city center plaza in Stockton, the um, Joan Dare Promenade and downtown Marina. Um, we're involved with the um, enhancements of a number of schools in town and, and currently developing a um, demonstration water-conserving garden at the new water treatment facility in North Stockton. Okay, good. So I um, also want to talk about the event you have coming up on Wednesday, September 29th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Sky Terrace at the uh, not-yet-open SAS Bar and Grill, the Tremendous Fundraiser. Um, what do you guys have going on that night? You know, we're really looking forward to that event, uh, mostly because that's such a great venue. I love the looking at Stockton from the terrace of the Stockton Hotel. We're going to be offering um, uh, the attendees uh, lots of scrumptious appetizers, uh, music provided by students from the University of the Pacific. We're going to have a beer tasting, and wine will be offered as well as a cash bar. But I just think it's going to be a lot of fun for people to be up on that terrace who, who haven't been there before. Great. And um, so tickets are uh, $25. And um, of course, they can find out more by going to stockingbeautiful.org. And what's, um, what is the uh, purpose of the fundraiser? The purpose of the fundraiser is to help fund the replacement of trees, street trees along Weber Avenue that are dead, broken, or um, failing. It's uh, been our observation about 30 trees that are in decorative um, tree guards and tree grates that have perished over the last eight years and is our uh, feeling that it's very important that those trees be replaced. And we think that it's a, a good project for us at this time since the city is not prepared to replace them. Okay, so it's fitting that the event uh, be held um, very near the location where the trees will be planted. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's, it's nice for people to come downtown and see some of the improvements that have been done, but also get a feel for what project like this could do to enhance people's experience of, of Weber Avenue. Okay, Jeff, so uh, since you're a landscape architect and you obviously know a thing or two about trees, 
Um, what advice do you have for um, for homeowners or property owners as it relates to um, picking out trees or, or adding trees to their landscape? Uh, these days, when we talk about trees in the landscape, we want to emphasize the importance of planning and selection of the, of the right tree for the right spot. We always recommend that a homeowner not plant a tree within five feet of a house or fence because ultimately that uh, tree could have an adverse effect. Some trees whose ultimate size may be um, rather large uh, uh, suggest that perhaps that tree might even be kept further away from a home. For example, a redwood, we would recommend maybe keeping at least 10 feet away from a, a fence line or foundation. Uh, we also ask people to look up, meaning if you're planting a tree, be sure to look up and see if there's a, a structure, an eave, or a, a power line um, source of electricity for a home. Look up and see if somehow that tree may ultimately interfere with that, uh, that utility or, or a structure. Well, very, very, very good points. Um, so now for the, uh, the final four, the questions that almost everybody gets for coming on a podcast, Stockton. Um, first, Jeff, uh, how long have you been in Stockton? I was born in Stockton in 1955. I'll let your uh, listeners do the math. Okay, so life, lifelong resident, not uh, never, never. You left obviously to go to school, but exactly, yeah. I, I did spend uh, seven years away at school, and I, I lived in San Francisco for a couple of years after I graduated to do my apprenticeship before becoming licensed as a landscape architect. Okay, so what do you like about Stockton? I love Stockton because the people here are so great, and I've, I have so many um, friends from. Um, from uh, kindergarten up through high school that I, I just enjoy seeing and working with and, and also have new friends that I've met through my career and living in my neighborhood. And I, I just love the people here in Stockton. So do you have a favorite Stockton memory? Uh, my favorite Stockton memory, I think, is the, um, the day that we dedicated the Rose Garden at Victory Park. That was... That was uh, such a great day for um, for me as a professional, and for I think Stockton to um, uh, have a gift like that presented to the city and for uh, a huge enhancement as a compliment to the to the Hagen Museum. I think it's fantastic. Okay, and uh, lastly, uh, Jeff, what do you do for fun in Stockton? For fun, I uh, am part of, of a, a group of drummers who play traditional West African music together. We meet every couple of weeks, and we've performed recently at the National Night Out. We're going to be performing at Oktoberfest on the 30th of September. Oh, wow. So you got to see my expression when you said that. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe unexpected. Yeah, I would not have expected you. That's what you. this is all about. Oh, okay. The, the goatee, that's what that's for. Okay. All right. So very interesting. So, um, uh, Jeff, thanks, uh, thanks very much for giving me some of your time. And uh, once again, if folks want to find out more information about Stockton Beautiful or the Tremendous Fundraiser, um, where, where can they get more info? I suggest uh, visiting our website, stockbeautiful.org, or calling our office at 948-8335, or visiting the um, offices of the Downtown Alliance, who are co-sponsors of this event. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt.
Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. We want to thank Jeff Gamboni of Stockton Beautiful for coming on the show. Want to learn more about Stockton Beautiful? Check out the website at stocktonbeautiful.org. And again, as much as we'd love to see you at the tweet up, if that is not your thing, please be sure to check out their tremendous fundraiser at the Sky Terrace at Sass Bar and Grill. Yeah, tickets are still available and for only $25, you can support a great cause. Once again, go to stockingbeautiful.org. As always, we welcome your comments and your feedback. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststocking.com. You can always find us on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And RJ here. For links to all the things we talked about on today's episode, visit the show notes at podcaststocking.com. And until next time, make it great stuff. So you down for some Snoop, some Snoop D-O-double-G? God, if only I could afford tickets to that show. I would beg, borrow, steal, and uh, probably do all the illegal things that those guys have done to get tickets to that show. <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube, Friday, September 24th, How the West Was Won Tour. I'm going to have to say, it'll probably be a good day. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not really into hip-hop, but... Um, I, I can listen to it. I just I just don't know a lot about it. But I would have liked to have gone to see Snoop Dogg. I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can't. I can't even imagine Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube in Stockton. Did you ever think? Never, never. Got to give props to the the new uh, management of the arena for getting that act in there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now we'll have to see uh, see what they followed up with. Of course, I me. I mean, I'd rather go see Carrie Underwood, but uh, I'm not going to that either. But uh, I like that. Uh, I think it's interesting that Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Might have stole a little bit of the thunder from uh, from Carrie Underwood coming to town. Yeah, and the fact that you even said that you wanted to go to Carrie Underwood, Matt's cool points, negative two. Rod's Dude. cool points, ten. <laughs> hey, if any of our listeners go out to the show, we'd love to hear a review. Um, if we have to beep out any parts, uh, we'd be glad to. But uh, we'd love to hear uh, from some of our listeners about uh, about how the show went. <laughs>